Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Footballers. And this week, I have the usual crew with me, Paul, right foot, and Matt Lamborn. Matt, how are you? Fresh out of a pre-podcast nap, as you notice with my outstanding hairstyle i'm doing great thank you how are you i am doing outstanding and uh, i'm just happy to see paul here because paul's in the right good mood i don't know what he's drinking what are you drinking paul a rate good mood i think is the phrase you're looking for i just look like i've had a nap um i am drinking i'm disappointed about this i'm drinking tesco's bitter shandy um and i heard the devastating news today that bass no longer make shandy we need to start a petition for him to bring it back. What is Shandy? It is bitter or beer mixed with lemonade. That sounds fucking disgusting. It's so good. When you're 12-year-old... That's lovely in the summer. When you're 12-year-old in working men's club with your dad and you're walking around with a brown bottle that looks like beer, you're living your best life. I'll take your word for it. The question I have is if bass don't do Shandy... What do they do? Just beer, I think. Ugh, I only Just ever knew beer. It's the shandy people. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. all about some bitter beer. Like, I love me an IPA, but I'm not going to put any fucking lemonade in it. it sounds you gross. You need to try it, until You need to try it. You don't know what you're missing. That's what you drink when you're driving. Yeah, exactly. That's what people who are driving drink. So they can have an extra one for the road. The next time I want to throw up, that's what I'll, I'll try it. Let's talk about foot. We're here to talk about foot. You know, me and Wise touched on them, and we got a few more since then, but these showdown SPCs, uh, I really like the idea, like we said last last episode, of, of these new showdowns coming every single day. It gives you something to look forward to. But I'm, I'm also kind of like annoyed with the amount of leaks because you don't get the surprise factor. You know, we've been seeing them the day before, so it's like, oh, we know it's coming. There's no surprise. I don't even need to log on today. I don't, you know. But, Paul, what's your take on these showdown SPCs? Have they been up to snuff? Uh I absolutely love Showdown SPCs, uh, just not these ones. I think the best looking one I think we've had so far, oh, well, actually tonight we've had some better looking ones, but the, the best ones before then I think were Lacatelli. Um, mm-hmm. He actually looked really good. Uh, but the Bundesliga right back, Hendricks, he looks really good tonight and he's relatively cheap. And the other guy, Bittens is his name. Can't pronounce Banu Britons. The Britons. English winger we've never heard of before. Yeah. Great link to um, Bellingham. That's who we're on about. But they're, they're, they're decent enough cards, but we've got nothing that's that's getting people excited. People aren't selling cards from the club to fit these guys in. They're just probably doing them and thinking, oh, I'll give him a try. He's cheap enough, but they're not, they're not game changing. Yeah, I did do Locatelli. And, you know, I'm assuming Juventus is going to win that game. So I, I like him already as an 87 for his price. I think, I think he was a bargain, especially if you're running an untradeable team like I am right now. I'm still sitting on a pile of coins. 
but as an 89, I think he, he could actually have some longevity, but, but I'm with you so far. He's been the bright spot of this, uh, I guess, promo, if you will. But Matt, where are you at with these? Have you done any of them? And what's your take on the, the choices? Yeah, I did Locatelli. That seems like a no-brainer. Um, I've got so many Juventus cards and you know half my team's Serie A, so that was a, an easy one. Looks fairly usable without an upgrade and should be you know, very much a viable option with a plus two. And, and they should get it because Torino were, were pretty rubbish, unfortunately. Um, I love Showdown SBCs. I think this is... Fuck content at its best. I wish everything we did was like this, where you know we're, we're looking forward to a result and no more than a couple of days' time to see what might happen with the cards that we've done in SBCs. Maintains a lot of interest in day-to-day uh, matches. We all like a little bit of a punt as long as it's a reasonable price. The only um, thing I don't like about this is that some of these cards would be attractive options if they weren't in such a, a fixture that where they're dominated, like for instance, Kalasinich. That looked like a really interesting card and it's quite a unique distro on the stats. So he's a very physical left-back, you know, as people remember from his Arsenal days. And that would have been nice to do that if it weren't for the fact that Marseille were almost always going to lose to PSG, generally speaking. Uh, you're on a hide into nothing doing that. And, and it was priced reasonably accordingly, but you, you're left with a bit of a dead weight because really you want that was some sort of upgrade to make it worthwhile. So it'd be a shame that some of these cards that they're putting on the wrong end of the showdown will probably not get another chance at another special card for the rest of the game. And some of them would be quite interesting. Like even the Sanabria for Torino in a fixture where they have a reasonable chance of winning, perhaps might be an interesting one. But against Juve, I know what they're trying to do. They're they're doing head-to-head derbies and stuff. So their natural rival is Torino in that respect in the same city. But if they did Juve against Inter or something, make it interesting and give both sides of the coin a fair, a fair crack. Like this one tonight, Dortmund v Leipzig is much more 50, 50. I think, I think Dortmund being top of the league, they're they're the favorites, but Leipzig could easily turn that one over or draws quite possible. Marseille are never going to be PSG. I can't see Torino doing anything against Juve. So it's a little bit of a shame in that respect. But generally, big fan of showdowns. Wish they were around all year. They should have at least one of these every week, maybe as part of like a marquee matchups thing. That would be really cool. Mm. Yeah, you, you spoke about Kolasinic. And looking at his stats, he's got 77 acceleration, but 89 sprint speed. That's a huge gap as far as you know allocation. Of- yeah, but in lengthy, it doesn't feel like that kind of a guy he feels much faster like for instance I did um, the cheap SBC midweek for Halstenberg from Leipzig and play him at left back he's fine it's not a problem whatsoever you know only the very fastest cards get rounded like the ones with close to 99 pace everyone else he, he can catch them thanks to the lengthy accelerate and I imagine Klassenich would be the same the pace isn't the issue it's the, the uniqueness of the card makes it interesting but knowing full well that he, he was never going to get an upgrade just completely turned me off, unfortunately. And very unlikely to see him get any kind of special card now the rest of the year. So that's a shame, unfortunately. Yeah, where I was going with that was that his stats aren't exactly amazing and that he was about 100K, I believe, at the time. And he's got poor links. So he's destined to lose. He's got poor links. And to me, he's a dime a dozen as far as center backs go. So why would anybody want to do that? There's quite a lot of um, good Marseille cars that have come out there in the last month, six weeks. So if people bought into that, then it's okay. But not many people need a centre-back stroke left wing back from from Bosnia. (laughs) I'll grant you that one. But if they've done Payet, they've done Bailly, God forbid they did Isaac Torre, or they have um, one of the many versions of, um, what's the the right-back's name? I always forget. You know, I mean, Klaus, that's the guy. Then... Plenty of people to link him to are still quite good in the game. But um, if you haven't, then you were never going to do it and you weren't interested anyway. So you probably did Solaire or just stayed well clear of of the SBC full stop. Yeah. And I'm still not playing a ton of foot, but I am playing every day. I'm getting on playing, you know, one match, two matches here and there, just trying to get my rivals wins, just ticking them over. And what I have noticed is it's, I mentioned it in the Discord the other day, it's one of two things. It's either a full out God squad, team of the years, all over, icons, 
or it's a fucking budget squad, sort of like I'm running all untradeable. And it leads me to assume one of two things that either people are broke and they threw everything they threw out the kitchen sink, trying to get these team of the year cards and they're still trying to build back up or they're sitting on a massive pile of coins. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm tempted to, to believe that there's a ton of coins sitting on the sidelines, just waiting for a reason to spend it because me and several other people I know are in that boat. We're just, we've got a stockpile of coins. We're just trading and trading and trading ready to spend it. There's just, in order to get a, a, a decent upgrade at this point, in my opinion, decent, you're going to have to spend at least a million coins. So every coin counts. What type of squads have you been seeing, Mets? Yeah, so I played about half of a weekend league this weekend, just because I had a little bit of time in between and other things I was doing on Saturday night just to put a couple of hours worth in. And I shit you not, no exaggeration, Every team I was playing against had like a Ronaldo, an Mbappe, a Zidane, Vieira, at least two out of those every time. And it's it's really like deflating. Knowing that you, you, there's no gimmies. Every match is going to be super grindy. And just because you see those cards doesn't mean you're going to lose. I mean, it's a nice feeling when you turn these guys over with a, a much less high profile shiny team like I have but it's it's frustrating when you know you're losing matches sometimes purely because of how good some of these cars are particularly Mbappe mm. and it can be any version of Mbappe but the one you tend to see the most is the recent player of the month one and his ability to win the ball back when he loses it immediately it's like having you know a world class centre back playing up front sometimes it's so frustrating he's so hard to tackle anyway and you think you win the ball clean and he just snatches it back it's so frustrating and there's no rationale explanation as to why he's like that because he's not like that in real life Um, he, he can't massively overpower a centre back that's tackled in clean and, and win the ball back he doesn't do that and then like Zidane, for instance, I think he's too fast in this game. Most most versions of him, he's much quicker than he was in real life. And I've, I've said this, say, about um, Ginola in the past, that they massively overinflate how good he is compared to how he was in real life. And he was an excellent player, but fucking hell. Um, Zidane was like made of solid granite in real life, which is how he plays in foot, to be fair. But, you know, he's, he, everyone just bounces off him which is accurate, but when he can run almost as fast as any other player, it's like, this is like impossible. If you don't have a Zidane and you're coming up against one every game, you know, that he can crush in midfield. It's, it's very annoying. Uh, but yeah, to, to round off the answer to your question, that the standard of squad you play against now is extremely high. Um, so the need to continue to upgrade your team every week is there, which EA will love, of course. And some of the promos that they've been doing lately, they're really just trying to grind down um, your coin balance and your fodder ready for team of the season. Some people are trying to be disciplined and, and hold for that, like yourself perhaps, uh, waiting for you know, something meaningful to sink your, your coins into. And they're just chipping away at people slowly every week, making them feel like they need to upgrade. And eventually we all get depleted before the good stuff comes out. And then we sort of go again, packs and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it it played well enough. I mean, I can't say that gameplay was the issue this weekend, um, but the quality of squads was, was insane. But that's just where we're at at the minute. The, the power curve has reached its peak much sooner in this game than it has done in recent FIFAs, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And, and like you said, with Zidane, I've seen him probably most than any other card. But I do feel what you're saying with Mbappe. And, and I went up against Team of the Year Mbappe just before we started recording. I played a game of Rivals. And uh, the guy had like 31% possession, like 70% passing accuracy. I, I, he quit at 7-3, to three, but the three goals he had, he <laughs> He had 31 through passes out of like 62 total passes and he just kept spamming it up top. And eventually he'd get the bounce and he'd run right through Ramos and just put it in the back of the net. That happened three times. Luckily, he couldn't defend worth a shit. But it, it, it is a shame that some some cards for some people are just, you know, just add water, basically. Just buy the card and, and, and we'll do the rest for you. Just play like a fucking dipshit. Uh, Paul, where are you at with this? 
yeah, teams are just insane at the moment. Like I think I said it in the last pod, when you play the uh, first owner Fiesta, you just see people's teams in there and it's like, holy shit, these are like 10, 20 mil teams and they're just one after another after another. Um, you did mention, Hunter, as well, that you're either seeing mad teams or like budget teams. I think a lot of those budget teams are maybe people just starting second accounts and, um, you know, trying to build another account maybe. Uh, that's what I was thinking because I saw one or two players this weekend who had pretty shit teams, but they were really, really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a really tough balance, isn't it, to get the balance of players where everyone's happy and everyone feels like they're on a even-ish playing field to where we were at a few years ago, maybe two years ago, where those really elite players like Zidane um, and your Mbappes, you just couldn't get them. But now people can get these cards because we get that much fodder through packs in games and just playing the game. You can afford to do a player of the month Mbappe or a Zidane SBC or a Jarzinho Ramos, one of these cards. You can afford to do it just by... Um, playing the game without really having to trade much. And I suppose it goes for the same for the, the gamble species. We get that many gamble species. Eventually you're going to pack something. Um, and we get them so much more often as we did um, a few years ago. Uh, I was saying to George last week as well, like so often I'd play weekend league games and people had messaged me saying, what the fuck is that team? How have you managed to get that team? How have you managed to get it? And it'd be from trading. But now, it's the other way around. I'm looking at teams and like, how the fuck have you managed to get that? And it's usually pack luck. But, you know, it's... They've made... There were a big thing, weren't they, a few years ago about making these cards accessible for everybody. Um, and I think they've done that. But it makes the game very samey. Everyone's all got the same cards pretty much but everyone's got a chance to get them apart from those few that are just absolutely through the roof but you've got to have something to to strive for aren't you yeah and that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about was these re-releases do we think that the re-releases that are currently in packs is that going to help drive down the prices as in putting more cards on the market and the cards that are in re-releases are they the right ones, Matt? Some, yes, but there's, there's plenty of fodder in there as well. So they want people to feel like they're getting something good in their packs. But when you get an 84 Munier, which is a good card, by the way, um, very good off the bench. Uh, he's been my sort of backup CDM for most of this game. So I'm about to contradict myself ever so slightly. But generally, most people would pat that and go, what do I need that for? Um but it's it's content. It makes you feel like you you hit something when you see that um, those those special lights come up in the pack reveal and all that good stuff. Um, to me, this just screams: let's re-release old content that people have been sitting on that have some value in their club, and we're just going to devalue it. Just absolutely stuff these into packs so they become super common, and then no one can sell them and get their money back. Basically, uh, and again, it's just about club draining before team of the season or if they're doing something else that's going to be pretty big between now and then, that they just want to devalue everything in your club. So on the off chance that you've got anything left that isn't untradeable and worth some coin, it's now worth considerably less than it was, unless it's you know top-tier stuff, which is going the opposite direction, of course. like The market for the, the high end is, is very strong, but everything below that's probably dwindling week to week. Yeah, that makes sense. Paul... Do you like the idea of re-releases? And do you agree with the cards that are in packs? The cards are mostly shit, aren't they? These mostly, but Benzema, that, that Benzema's that a good one. Yeah, I'd like Benzema. I've got Pedri Kane and Verratti. So it doesn't really interest me much. Um, Jesus, maybe I'd want that. Somewhere. But even that's a stretch. Like, they're all just very average cards, aren't they? Um you know, so 
Haaland, but Haaland's got better cards and he's not my sort of player anyway. But yeah, it's it's mostly fodder. I don't really like these re-releases unless it's sort of later on in the year and the re-releasing some of the really good cards. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty much shit. I'll tell you what they have done this week, trying to drain coins. Um, the absolutely below average mid-icon player pick that you can do twice every day. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not doing it once, not even once. Um, it's just a scam. You could, what is the four or five cards that you'd probably want out of the mid-eye compact? I'd be curious to see um, what the value is of that, you know, whether it's a win or a dub. 300, 300K, is it maybe? So I wonder how many um, usable cards that would be, As a, I guess as a coin basis. Yeah, it's not many. Saying that, some of the icons are still held some decent value but they're mostly again like the cards that are in packs just mostly average um but it is it's that time of year again we're in a bit of a lull and i think this year do this because if it's if it's always sunshine and roses you know you're never you're never going to get up for anything so i think they have to have sort of lulls in content and it'd be a bit sort of meh so that when something big comes, um, we're excited for it. And, you know, we're coming up to some pretty good promos, hopefully, over the next sort of few weeks. We're probably foot fantasy and foot birthday. They're, they're both pretty pretty cool promos, aren't they? So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they'll have an effect on this market, though, but they are pretty cool promos. A quick question for you both. What did you guys think of the Lineker SBC that came out in the last few days? Because that's it's not a spectacular card by any stretch of the imagination, but the price is, is low enough to make it compelling for some people who just want to put some like duplicate fodder into something. And I think it costs like forty to fifty K to do for the, the World Cup version of his icon card, which at a ninety rated is probably about the right price to buy a 90-rated card. So it's kind of like a gimme, really, which you don't see too often in, in these type of SBCs. I just wonder if you guys had sort of processed that, had any opinion on it. I think if the dropping SBCs and the cheap like that, I think, why not? Somebody will absolutely love Gary Lineker. I used to think Lineker were cool. Um, his card's not amazing, but... Why not? Why not? It's um, it's almost fodder. So yeah, I'd I'd be tempted just to give it a go for a weekend. You know, it's it's probably quite a fun card to use. Um, get lugsy in game. Yeah, it's kind of risk free if if you put in about forty to fifty k in fodder into a card that's actually worth um that amount of money in terms of buying that rating of card to resubmit into another SBC then. You basically get to try him out for a while and realise his shit and get your money back. He's <laughs> 70k, 90 rated, a 61 George has just posted now, so it's it's for note in it really. And you get to try him out if you want to give him a go. Yeah, that sounds like a decent-ish idea. It's and I like these. Do you know what I mean? Where you the close to fodder or I don't even mind paying a premium. Not much of a premium, but those sort of cards. Get them out there. Somebody wants to do yeah, it. There'll be new players coming into the game who need a striker. And he will service them reasonably well until they can afford to get a significant upgrade. It's just not very often you see um, a proposition like that in this game. So I just thought it was worth bringing up. But uh, I, I know he's probably well below the yeah. the requirements for our teams, but for other people, it could be dupe. could even be a decent impact sub. I don't know, but it's nice to see anyway. I think they should have put the prime in there. Just me. I mean, if people want the card, let them get the prime. Why give them the World Cup version at this stage of the game? Let them have the prime. It's not that much more expensive. You could even make it more expensive than this. You can make it 100K. That way it's below the market value, but it still requires some kind of commitment. I mean, I don't know. Give them something better because the content they've been giving us so far, albeit a lot of content, it's just been very average for your your average FIFA player. and 
we're kind of getting bored of average or I am definitely getting bored of average. And I'm seeing a lot of comments on Twitter from content creators taking breaks from streams, playing other games. I think the community as a whole are getting bored with the game. Um, and it's just not the right time you want to be bored. I mean, there's tons of other stuff to go do. There's tons like season two of COD just started and you would think you would want to compete with that, but maybe engagement is better than I think it is. I could be wrong, but it's just been kind of stagnant in the content game, in my opinion. I think periods of dropout are completely natural and EA will know that. If you look at when a new game launches and how big they blow up on Twitch, for example, in the first month and then rapidly fall off after that, you know, people's attention streams are, are very low these days. Everyone's looking to move on to the next big thing. If you were playing Modern Warfare 2, you might have moved on to Hogwarts or something else like that. It's just the the way it goes. FIFA probably holds its its cycle for bigger and longer than most games do. And of course, they know we'll come back year after year. So if you go missing for a month when they're not doing much, I don't think they care. Um, they know the periods of the year people are likely to be coming back. I, I'm sure they got a big amount of players back when Champions League kicked off. You start doing content around that kind of thing. They know they'll be back for Team of the Year like they were, Team of the Season, all that good stuff. So I think it's fine. You can't expect the the player base to remain keyed in to the max all year round. It's just natural people start doing other things, particularly as we start moving closer to the summer. People go outside. End of, basically. No doubt. Well, in the midst of all this stuff, I noticed something today, and I think this was um, probably noticed by others sooner because I just got there in my path to the season rewards, but super loans. What do we think about super loans and what did you pick for your level? Did you pick the super loans or did you pick the um, 80 plus times 10 or whatever it was? Always a pack. I don't like loans full stop, really. Um, even one with 99? Yeah, even with 99. I just feel, I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. I don't like using loans. I don't really like it when people use loans against me. I just, I want to share some of it here now as well. Sitting <laughs> that. <laughs> Tinfoil hats on. I think they make loans of cards like this. And this is a bit tongue-in-cheek. Please don't send me fucking loads of messages abusing me that are better than the actual SBC to get you to do the SBC. I might be wrong. Might be wrong. I might be right. I'm probably wrong. But, yeah, I just don't like loans. Fuck you if you're using loans in Weekend League. And your mother. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Strong words. Fuck your loans. Yeah, I, I never really use loans. I just kind of let them build up. And if I need them in friendlies, I'll use them. But other than that, I really just... It, feel, it almost feels like cheating. Like, I didn't earn it, right? Like, I want the real one. Yeah, And it, that's probably just a me thing or a personal issue. But a lot of people have no problem using the fuck out of loans. Matt... Do you like the idea of super loans? If they're cheap enough, yes. Because I bet there's data that would back this up to say that a lot of people probably don't get beyond 100 games with most of the cards they pick up because the content cycles through so quickly. So in that respect, True. sweet. Make it cheap enough, it's a compelling argument to do them. But what it also comes down to, more than likely, is EA, yet again, trying to get you to put your money into something that you can't get any value out of later. So even if it is a little bit cheaper... That money is dead because you can't put a loan into an SBC like you can with an untradeable. So it serves EA's purpose tremendously well to get everyone started taking super loans. It's, it's the dream scenario for them. Sink your time and effort and sometimes money into something that will yield zero um, uh, redeemable value down the road. Um, so they have, they'd have to make them very cheap for me to consider doing them. But as I say... The, the way that content goes week to week, I'd be lucky to play 100 games with one of these. So alone's fine for 99 games in that respect. But uh, yeah, you pay your money, you take your chances. But um, it's interesting to see where that's going, isn't it? Yeah, mm, it really indeed. is. George makes a good point as well. With all the twats that quit against you at 1-1, one, one, mm. Yeah. Your waste. That's bad, isn't most it? Most of your fucking lord. Um, 
I had so many. Yeah, it shouldn't count against you, but it does. It's annoying. So many. I mean, if you quit, yes, it should count. But if somebody else quits, it shouldn't. No. Which, again, put that on the list. If somebody quits against you at 1-1, they should be. You should get the win, but you don't. So there's that. What about the market? I mean, I keep checking on it every day, every other day at least. And the cards are still just going up or staying up. I mean, Janola is one and a half right now. And this time last year, he was 600K. To me, that's indicative that they just don't have enough desirable cards on the market. So the ultra meta cards are just getting bid up to astronomical levels. And I have no doubt that eventually they will fall. They're going to come falling down hard as fuck. And I hope to be there with all my coins when it happens. But until then, what, what do we do? I mean, you don't want to go and spend all your coins, your hard-earned coins on something that you know is going to drop in value in any given moment. But what, what do you recommend doing in this situation, Paul? Well, I'm sort of past caring at this point. I've got a decent enough deal on a Jude Bellingham last week, and I'm just going to use him. I'm not just going to. I'm not waiting and waiting and waiting now to see if they drop because you know they might not do until team of the season. So I'm just going to get cards and and enjoy them. But we said it the other week. So many people are running mostly untradeable teams. All the coins they've got are going into. One, two, three, at the most, probably four cards into the team. So everyone's fighting over these same cards. So it's just sending, as people get more coins, it's just sending sending the price of these through the roof and they're just, they're just staying up, aren't they? They're not, they're not dying. We had a bit of panic the other day when this, um, when the Icon SBC dropped, some cards dropped a little bit, but they're all back up again now. Um, we're not getting anything that's dropping it. And here, trying to take coins from the market, letting you do a 350k SBC twice a day, a 50 plus player pick every day. You know, they're, they're trying to draw coins from the market, but um, there's no cards coming at the minute, is there, to replace those? Hopefully, um, Foot Fantasy will give us some if they get the upgrades. And foot birthday should give us some, but even then, not many. Um, and everybody will want those cards. If there's two or three real end game cards in foot birthday, everybody's going to want them. So they're going to be ridiculously priced. Well, we have a couple of questions and, and comments from the community we're going to go through real quick. And Toshenmacher leads us off with a good one. Um, he said, It could be fun if you talk through foot's core features from 16 to now. He says, In 16, SPCs were introduced, he thinks. And talk about what they have become and how they were received, which impact they had, and if they are still here. Could be a cool discussion. Don't forget the no-touch dribbling. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, he's always got his, his remarks. Six, in 2016, SPCs were introduced. I remember that, and that was a really exciting part. And I remember at some point, when were squad battles introduced? Were they always around? I don't think they were always around. Because you had online and offline seasons. That was the old school way. And then they introduced squad battles, which people would grind those for the coins and the rewards. But I feel like people just don't even bother with squad battles anymore unless there's some kind of reward or objective involved. Um, does it feel like squad battles need a revamp? Do we need to re rethink some of the things uh, regarding offline game modes, Matt? Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what they can do, but I brought this up on another pod this season where I compared squad battles to, say, old versions of, of Pro Evolution Soccer's Master League, and that always seemed way more compelling, even though you didn't really get rewarded for it. As an offline mode, and that was the only mode because online wasn't a thing back in the PS2 days, everyone was happy with it. FIFA 18, by the way, is when they were introduced. FIFA 18. Thanks, Jamie. Cool, okay. But the point being is, we were happy with offline modes until online became a thing. The competitiveness drives everyone towards that. That's what we like to do. And it renders the offline modes totally disinteresting. Even when decent rewards are are sort of thrown into it. So I don't know what you can do about that, to be honest. I don't think Moments either has lived up to what I hoped it would be. 
you know, it's pretty basic, very grindy, very repetitive, not something that you want to do for any kind of enjoyment. Again, if there was no rewards attached, you'd never touch it. So, but I don't know what it, what it was survey to get people playing offline. I think ultimately they want to drive everyone to the online competitive modes because that's what forces you to upgrade your team. So squad battles is an afterthought. It's purely there for people who need a break from, from the hardcore grind. Maybe they're not quite up to the skill level to play high-level rivals in weekend league every week, so they need something that they can play that isn't going to whoop their ass, basically. But it's not going to get developed any further. And, and George has just mentioned Julian Node, <laughs> which died a death pretty quick. Um, that went down real well. So I don't expect squad battles or moments to improve. Uh, I don't expect EA to invest a lot into any kind of offline mode, unfortunately, because it's just not where the money is at for them. End of story. Yeah. It's a good point because, like I said, journey mode was dead on arrival, essentially. I mean, people did it the first year to see what it was, you know, but you, the card you got at the end that you could put in your team, the Alex Hunter card, he was just so, so bad compared to everything else. Like, didn't matter how good you played with him on your campaign. It was, everybody got the same rated version at the end, which kind of is dumb. But we also got time finishing in FIFA 19, which I've, I haven't been a fan of time finishing since its inception. I think it's a gimmick mechanic. Um, and if somebody has a good connection, you're more likely to use it. And if you have a poor connection, you're kind of fucked because it's all about timing. And when your connection is all over the place, it's really hard to time those. Paul, what's your suggestion on these? Um, I think EA seemed to bring things along, um, drop them in the game, and then that's it. Like you say, with squad battles, we got squad battles. Nothing's really changed in squad battles apart from some rewards. Um. We don't get any, you know, there's no thought gone into it after that, really, apart from apart from some rewards. Moments could have been could have been great, but again, I think people now are all about online, playing against other people. I think that offline in general. That offline gaming in general is just a bit a bit dead. Um just want to big myself up here. I've I've learned timed finishing. Um, I'm no expert, but I'm actually timing things green occasionally now. Um, and I love it. When it flashes up green, I get a little buzz and it's taken me fucking four years now to master that. And I've still not mastered it, but it's definitely something that if you can get good at, it gives you gives you an edge i'm sure it does but going back to to game modes they're not bothered are they <laughs> really do you know what i mean they're not bothered um rivals weekend league people play that to get rewards it's all around those rewards now and grinding the best team for online game modes so yeah like i say i think online online uh offline is is done um you know we've got pink pitch lines now which is pretty cool you can sort of customize your stadium uh which is becoming more and more popular people are actually spending their hard-earned coins in the store on customization and uh, you know if you want to do yeah, that why haven't why haven't we gotten any vip areas remember last year we got all kinds of cool vip areas and yeah. that was like a thing we all got hyped about and this year there's been really nothing Mascots. One or two, maybe. That's ah. Uh, some people like it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a mascot at a, at a soccer game or a football game. I, I don't know. Have you? No, not really. Well, I did actually last week. I went to Wigan with George, and I saw Krusty. He's Wigan's mascot, and he's a pie. When I hear Krusty, I think about the Simpsons. He's a steak pie mascot. <laughs> by far, by far, the best mascot. I've ever seen in a sports stadium. And if he was in FIFA Ultimate Team, I'd go spend 50k on a crusty mascot right now. Hmm. Here we go. George has posted a picture. We'll share it in Discord. That? That's that's crusty. How is that related to the football team? It's Wigan in it, they all eat pies. I thought everybody in England ate pies. We do, but Wigan more so. Especially up north. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. 
We've got Pottermouth. It's a uh, crusty the pie. Like there he is. Crusty eight. Amazing. The I've pie. You get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very clever. I see what brilliant, they did there. Brilliant. Okay. Well, this leads into the next question we got from Jeeves United, and he wants to know. It's an either or. This one it says you could have one of these two. Flawless, consistent gameplay the whole cycle, but with only gold cards, no team of the week, no promos from release until July. Your other option is the current gameplay situation, but with excellent, fresh content every week, start to finish. Well, I'm old school. I've I've played this game since 2010, and we used to play foot online seasons with only gold cards all year and maybe a team of the week if you were lucky enough or rich enough to have one. And I played that probably more than I played the current titles. So I'll take consistent gameplay with golds over all this other bullshit. Because like at the end of the day, I don't care how, how high rated the card is or what it looks like. If it moves like shit because the gameplay sucks, it's all irrelevant. Matt? Yeah. Some of my fondest memories of playing Ultimate Team would be some of the early, early years, maybe FIFA 12, 13, something like that. And just destroying people repeatedly in the Gold Cup using a Brazilian silver team. So if you can guarantee me the best connection, I'd fancy my chances with just about any cards. To be honest, I can find a way to beat people, um, but I can't if the gameplay is just all over the shop. And yeah, yeah. So I, I would go the same way as you. You just want a level playing field, Paul. Um, yeah, I think I'd go for spotless connection because all the other shit we get is just hype to keep you coming back to keep you addicted to the game to keep you engaged to keep you spending money or time whereas if we've just got a really really good game with great connection we're not as worried about the rest of the time consuming shit that goes with it but you know yeah but oh yeah george has just put you'd lose trading then but I'd just trade shitty gold cards. You'd find a way to make coins and it wouldn't necessarily matter if the game were good. You just want to play all the time. Um, Right. But yeah, I think I'd go, I want both. Can I have both? No, apparently not. They've they've been trying to give you both for years now and um, I really feel like they haven't made much progress on on that. No, this is my dream. I want both. I want both. It's my Mm. dream. Keep dreaming, pal. (laughs) <laughs> I know you say that though since I turned my my match settings to I turned off that regional and turned off crossplay my gameplay has been fucking amazing and I'm not touching it it's it's really strange but you know speaking of settings the fucking my settings are still resetting almost every game and it's so annoying you have to go back and reload your profile change all your settings it's so ridiculous that we're this far into the game and it's still a thing either way uh, a hairy ape has a hot take and he wants to say Matchmaking should also pay attention to team overall rating. Make games of similar skill levels really equal. If you use a god squad, get matched against other god squads. Run a full gold, play other full golds. Mm, I, I see it. I get it. But I, I think that it would be very difficult to matchmake because now you're looking for somebody in your region with your skill rating with a similar team rating. I think matchmaking would be extremely difficult you would match up with people further away and your gameplay would suffer as a result. I do like the idea though of maybe loosening matchmaking to the point to where you more focus on squad rating as the primary behind location. But Paul, what do you think about it? Do you like it how it is or would you do it the way Harry Ape is suggesting? I think they might do because when I've had second accounts and played on second accounts with shittier teams, I feel like I've been matched against other shittier teams and not just in the lower divisions when the when the team's been taken higher it might just be anecdotal but i feel like they do to some extent but i'm guessing at that i think we're all guessing at that but i think they might do yeah i'm just sort of thinking about this as, as we're talking about it and i feel this is something that people have already sort of tried to to get around and this is kind of how bronze mention became a thing back in the day to try and avoid being matched up against super high rated teams you just plummeted your overall squad rating by filling it full of bronzes and and away you go I just think 
when you're playing the competitive mode, you just have to accept that it's a free for all and everyone gets to use whatever they want. What they should do is, let's say every week, just put in like a fun stipulation mode where max rating is X. Everyone sort of goes along with that. There might be a funky reward attached to it, but nothing crazy. And everyone knows where everybody stands. But trying to come up with something whereby people of the worst teams match up with equally bad teams. EA never wants you there for very long and does everything in its power through packs and everything to make sure you don't. So trying to cater for that is is difficult unless people buy into it voluntarily. So have have something where it's like 80 rated max for a week or players from such and such a region the next, whatever, and, and make it fun. Uh, and that's something people can use as an alternative to like the, the hardcore super five-star team, et cetera, et cetera, that we're, we're used to in, in Rivals and Weekend League. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know the right answer to that, honestly, but I think if the gameplay was consistent, none of it would, everything else would line itself out. Let's see. <laughs> Nikki Hotsticks says, FIFA 23 is the worst edition of the game for player accessibility. I think it depends on which player you're talking about because the majority of the players are accessible. They're just not ideal at this point for most hardcore players. Paul, what do you, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I'm assuming he means the, the meta players. Yeah, I think they are accessible. You've got to trade your ass off to get them or spend lots on fever points for those big, big cards. But I always think you want those big, big cards sort of almost out of reach so that you've got something to to get. Like, I've I've not got ridiculous amounts of coins, but I've got enough that I can buy a few big boys. But I can't buy the big, big cards, but I won't want that at this stage. Um, it, it almost makes the game boring. Um, I've been at a stage before where you can buy most of the cards that you want, and... What do you do then? Um, and it's only been the last few months, these cards, last month or so, that these cards have got out of control, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like, when the Team of the Year icons were in packs, they were relatively cheap, some of them, and they've shot up. Uh, team of the Year's, when they're in packs, they weren't cheap, but they've also shot up. Um yeah, I think as long as they bring them down again at some point, I'm I'm all right with that. You know, if Team of the Year Mbappe goes extinct, um, we've got a problem. If Team of the Year Hullet goes extinct or Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldinho or, or close to extinct, it stays up out over 10 mil, it's, it's a bit of an issue, isn't it? But most cards mm. are accessible, I think. Yeah. Well, George just put something in the chat, said that Vidic is now extinct. Team of the Year Vidic. Beckham and Dino too. Yeah. So, yeah. that. There's that. That's the problem if you can't physically get them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's easy to imagine with how rare some of these card drops were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like right now. Right now, there's only four Team of the Year Mbappes on the market. Four. Millions of people play this game, and there's four on the market. So the most popular player on the game, the one player that everybody wants, there's four Mbappes to go around. Four. I'm going to say it again. Four. Nicky Hotsticks is correct. This is the worst game for accessibility of players. Full stop. I was just going to add... From my anecdotal experience, it seems like everyone's got the cards. <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel like it when you're playing Weekend League that these cards are inaccessible because that's how we started off the show, that everyone seems to have them. But yeah, market availability. I think the problem is that so many of them went untradeable. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of these cards out there, just no one can sell them. I think that's that's the issue. You can't distribute those. If you think that Mbappe's rare, you should go back to FIFA 14, 15, something like that. There was a, um, an international man of the match, Breck Shea. Shout out Precise Dom. He'll know who I'm talking about. Um, I saw that car go on the market once. Didn't pull the trigger. Never came back on again. Might have only been one of them in existence. So, and I was absolutely gutted. I needed mm. him for my 
all Stoke team. Precise Dom probably uh, had so, it. So uh, maybe maybe Dom did have it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and last but not least, Savage P says, "How would a friendly cup be if you could only use cards from that league, but limited to player per team? No loans. Make the reward. Fuck all. I don't care. Just wanted to contribute, and this is all I had." Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, you know, a little random cup. You know, I know everybody'll go buy all the PSG cards or or all Chelsea cards or whatever. But if you, it'll give you some sort of motivation then to collect, to build a team over the year. You know, if you want to build a Chelsea team, you'll do some SBCs, um, of Chelsea cards. So yeah, I like that idea. It'd be good. Or you know, you could just have a bit of fun, and I could go build a mostly Bradford City team and and get smashed using that. Um, yeah, I like the idea of that. It's made me think now, I'd quite like, given that, you know, Silver's just like dead on arrival this year. All gold, but non-rare only. Mm. That would be pretty wild. Those cards would be stiff as, and you wouldn't know the difference between bad cards and bad gameplay, then it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, maybe that's what we should all do when we have a bad gameplay, just go play with non-rare golds, or rusty golds is what I call them. Hmm. It's a good idea. Well, I don't have anything else, and I think that's all we got. You guys want to add anything before we close up? No. Don't waste your coins. Yeah, don't waste your coins. Mid-icon SBCs. Do not do the mid-icon SBC. It's just a fucking scam. Save it. Save it. Save it. Yeah, we looked at that earlier. We got the data, by the way. There was there was four pages of players on Footpin uh, for mid-icons. And we got about half of the first page was 300k and above. The rest would be L's in that SBC. So there you go. Your chances are extremely small. Precise Dom sent me a, a message last night with a screenshot, and he obviously did it. And one was Vieri, and the other was R9. Mm. No gamble, no future. Well, fuck. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. I'm going to go do it. Saying that, I did gamble last week on the Prime Icon SBC and get Garincha, you know? What? So we're, we're saying we got R9, we got Garincha, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to go do it. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.